Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of From the Stands, the Cool Picks show. On today's show, we will be talking with RBC Olympian, Canadian sprinter, and participant on the Amazing Race Canada, Sam F.A., on his uh, work that he's been doing with RBC, his uh, career as a sprinter, um, what it's been like to win some gold medals, as well as what it was like to compete on the Amazing Race Canada with his athletics uh, racing friend, Sarah Wells, uh, who we recently had a chat with a few episodes ago as well. Uh, before we get Sam on the show today, I would like to just uh, give a shout out to our design team, Matt Creative and Matthew DeCastro, for their work on the show uh, in all of the graphics that you see uh, for each episode, um, as well as the work that they've been doing for our uh, YouTube channels as well. So as soon as we get Sam on, uh, we will get him up and rolling and we will get things going. Uh, we hope that everyone is doing today um, and we look forward to chatting with Sam in a minute. There he is. Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How you doing, Ryan? Good, man. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, no problem. How, uh, how are things going with you? It's good. It's, I mean, it's as good as things can go in this kind of like this COVID, uh, this COVID time of just unpredictability and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm happy. Everybody around me is safe and healthy for the most part. So that's all you can really take from it, right? Good, man. That's, that's really good hearing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a crazy time, uh, to say the least. And, uh, hence, this is how the show is created. I decided to start this at the start of quarantine and, um, and roll with it. I have to say, the beard is looking mighty fine. <laughs> the thing is, I have no choice. It, you know, this is this is my quarantine beard. Nothing's open. So, I mean, I yes. guess I can shave it, but, you know, the style. It's the style. Hey, things are starting to open. I have uh, an appointment with my barber tomorrow afternoon um, out here in Durham. So, things are uh, slowly getting there. So, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, let's just hop right into it. Uh, my first question for you is what made you want to become a runner uh, besides like any other sport or any other kind of career path? Well, I did a lot of, um, I did a lot of sports, not necessarily growing up, but I tried a lot of sports in like gym class and nothing against team sports, but I love the fact that when you're on the track and, uh, <laughs> sorry, I see beard game going strong, Rayshon. Yeah. happened in there but i love the fact that yeah in track and field it's 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 your own lane it's your own destiny however much work that you actually put in on the track whether that's in the weight room or actually on the track running i mean that determines how fast you go i was on a football team in high school where we ran or sorry we we played and we were one and eight so to to have eight losses and and sometimes be some the only dude that was like we're gonna win this and, and not have um not the most motivated individuals is, is kind of tough. So track and field, I love the fact that you're, you're in charge of like your own destiny. And, uh, from that point on, I just, I loved it. And I got to travel. So you know, travel yeah. free. Hey, I mean, I'm going to take it. It's, it's definitely a solid lifestyle for sure. Um, mm -hmm. at the 2009 Canada games, you actually ended up winning a gold 200 meter run. <laughs> was it like to see all like, like you said, all that hard work and dedication towards, setting your own destiny turned into a gold medal at those games that was cool i mean that's that's <laughs> tbt it's thursday right yeah uh, that was a while back it was it was a really good feeling i mean 
in sport when I was really young. Canada Games was actually one of the first things that I had seen on TV. I remember in 2000 and, oh my goodness, like 2005, they were in like Regina or something like that. 2009, the one that, that I ran that 200 meters, it was in uh, Prince Edward Island. So it was cool to see that a kid who was like literally just watching this on TV a couple of years ago is now running in it. And it was a good feeling to know that, yeah, if you do put in the hard work and you just show up to training and, and put in the reps, you can be successful. Um, and that was that was actually one of the coolest moments in the early parts of my career because I ended up being a flag bearer for for Team Alberta for the closing ceremony. So to kind of like hold that flag was it was a, it was a cool honor. I've never had that honor before. Now the honors kind of kept going up, or the the hard work kept going in 2010 when you became what was then the fourth fastest Canadian running a 10.06 in the 100 meter race, winning <laughs> another your second gold medal. Uh, talk about that and what it was like to, again, reach another huge achievement in that um, and to be able to represent Canada again on those. Yeah, it was a cool, it was a very cool feeling. I mean, again, I was pretty fresh in the track when that did happen. And running that time um, put me within the, I think it was like top 15 in the world, which already is a is a pretty big, big deal. In track and field, there's only one person who can be number one. So to have that kind of time, and to be in the in the ranks of the big boys at that time was was a nice feeling, and uh, I want to have that feeling again. I've been trucking at it, I've been pushing through it, and uh, the the plan is to to run times somewhat close to that or faster over the next, I guess, year now with, with uh, the Olympics being postponed. Now, out of those two events, actually, let's I'll I'll go back to that question in a second. But for the Olympics, what's it like for you? Like, obviously, we're in a different time right now with COVID. But what's it like for you in the sense that, like, yes, it would be nice to get to the Olympics this year. But now you have kind of that extra little bit of prep time to get to the, to that level. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an amazing feeling just because um, it, when it happens, i got to speak it into existence. Uh, I'll have known that I have spent a lot of time, like, readjusting training schedules, readjusting my own timeline. I'm a big planner and I, I, I often like reverse engineer my goals. So I was planning, I, I looked at the 2020 Olympics and I was like, okay, what is it going to take me to get there in August? And I worked backwards. Um, the fact that I had to, to now, and most athletes who were training for the Olympics had to do this too, had to now push an extra year. That throws everything out of whack, you know, from things even outside of the track, like your finances, you're, you got to be really strict on what you're doing. So to be on the track and to do it and to make it will be the most amazing feeling ever. And I mean, I just have my mindset on that. Nice. Now talking about uh, some previous events out of those two events um, in 20 or 2009 and 2010, which are the two were your most favorite to compete at? Uh, whew, that's, that was a while back. I mean, I'm trying to remember 2009. I think I mean I ran in Berlin. That was that was amazing. I ran in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, I, I I ran at World University Games. Honestly, all of them they all rank equally to me because ultimately when you're running against when you're in a sport like track and field, you're just running against the time. So the the, the race that I did run my personal best, I would say that was probably the most um, high ranking of the events. But I would say even more recently, so going into 20, 2018, uh, 2019, and 2017, there were races that I ran that were consistent. And I, I consider those 
more of my recent better times. I ran 10.14, just at a meet up in York, at York University in Toronto. And I would actually put that up there just because it was like me going through a lot of setbacks. And then this was like the one race. It wasn't an international race, but it was the race that kind of kind of made me believe that I still kind of had that, that sprint speed. Now, talking about believe, uh, it just kind of segued into Sarah Wells a little bit. Um, we'll talk about the amazing race in a second or in a couple of questions, but, um, do you have any kind of strategies or anything like when I chatted with her, she put out a challenge to her Instagram followers where she's doing like a hundred burpees, a hundred dumbbells, like some, or, or sorry, not a hundred. Cause for her, it was it's like 10,000 or something like that. Do you yeah. Have any of those challenges to kind of try and just keep up with, uh, with as much as you can work. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I'm not doing 10,000 burpees or doing 100 kilometers because I'm a sprinter. But every Friday, I do do like a workout. So, and, and this workout is pretty cool because I do it over Zoom. And I call it quarantine core. So I do that not only to keep myself accountable, but I do it to keep people around me accountable. So every single Friday for the last 15 weeks, um, I have put that out to the world. And um, I would definitely say that was, that's kind of my challenge that I put out there. But personally, I mean, I'm up at about 5 30 a.m and i i my challenge to myself is to make sure that i'm consistent in my workout so i'm up at 5 30 a.m i'm at the track sorry at the the field we can't go on the track uh for six and i do my workout that morning and then i come back 12 hours later and i do the quarantine core um just kind of with a smaller group we open it up on the fridays for people to come and keep themselves accountable but i've been doing that for 15 weeks straight weekends off so my challenge is, is not necessarily like 100 burpees or 100 push-ups, but it's more of like, yeah, just keeping consistent with those two-day workouts. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing now, too, is that especially because we're all in quarantine, it's so hard to try and keep a consistent schedule, especially in, like if you're unfortunately not working and you have nothing else to do and you're trying to put up something, you're trying to stay consistent. It's always uh, hard to keep that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a fan question coming in, uh, and the question was, what is your least favorite track workout to do? Um, for at least favorite track workout to do, I would definitely say anything that has to do with like, like longer distance, like in the moment, I hate doing it because I'm a sprinter. I'm built like a sprinter. I'm, I feel that I'm built to run fast. You can only hold your speed for so long. So when it comes to doing like repeat 250s 250 meters or repeat 300 meter runs i struggle but i love the fact i love the after effect like when you finished it and you're like man i just whooped that workout's butt like the feeling of knowing that you got through it but actually doing it that's for for sure like five times 300 meters in a session is like that's the worst feeling Now, talking about positive feelings, um, you every, everyone in their life has a role model, um, whether that's someone to kind of push us to succeed, push us in school, push us in, in sport, etc. Who was that person for you um, growing up? You know what? It's, it's funny you say everybody does, but I didn't have a – there's nobody that I looked to that I said, like, that is my role model. I didn't look at – I thought there were athletes that were really cool. Like, I thought Michael Jordan was cool, but I, it, I didn't like – I didn't necessarily emulate what he was doing. I love the fact that he's fierce competitor, always winning. But personally, somebody that I kind of idolize, I didn't really have that. I, I just kind of, I, I feel like I'm d- definitely different in the sense where I really started my, my sport really late. Like I was, 
grade 12 slash first year university when I realized I wanted to do track. Before that, I was like, I like sports and they're fun. But I never had somebody that I was like, oh, I want to be like X. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, that's a very good point because, yeah, there's definitely um, so many different people that people do look up to. But then to your point, like a lot of times you may not have that individual. Um, when you were representing Canada, though, you got to re uh, race against some of the top sprinters in the world, including Olympic and world record holder uh, Usain Bolt. What was that experience like for you to go up against uh, someone like him? Uh, I mean, it was a good experience. It was an amazing experience. I think when it comes to any athlete that you go against, though, like, I mean, you'll have a, a ton of high-performance athletes tell you. It doesn't matter who you're against. At the end of the day, they're competitors. So I went in there, and I'm not going to lie, I was a bit nervous, but Ultimately, when I when I'm on the line, it's like it could be Usain Bolt or it could be a you know high school student. It does not matter. Ultimately, I need to be running the times that I'm capable of, and I need to replicate what I have been doing in training. So it was cool. I say I would say like the atmosphere and yes, the fact that you know Keith the man has a, a serious amount of accolades. But I I just in order for me to kind of keep my emotions in check. I just focus on what I am capable of doing and kind of just like stay within my own mind. It's a bit of a mental thing that I have going. No, it's good. And that leads into my next question. I was going to say, when you, when you're getting ready for a race, what's your mental game or physical game like to get you prepared for those races? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, right now I've definitely taken the time with all this time inside with COVID to, to revamp what that'll look like. But in the past, again, it was focus on, how I was, how I am in training. The thing is, you don't want to go to a meet, and I would tell myself, and a lot of the successes I had were because I would go into a meet and with the same mentality that I had going into training. Like I bring my A game to training every single time, and I would find that if I keep that consistent, if I bring that consistent attitude, I can bring that consistent motivation. When I actually get onto the track and I start, you know, sprinting against competitors, nothing changes. I know where I'm supposed to be at, but you know what? I'll be honest. Over the last couple of years, I haven't been as, as successful as I've wanted to be. So I've, I've taken the time, it's actually this week, to really revamp. What is that going to look like? Do I have to, to, to get a little bit more swagger? Do I have to bring some emotion into the game? I think that's what my next move will be because I need to bring something uh, to, to make these next games. And uh, yeah, that's what the mental game is going to look like. Now, talking about a mental game um, off the track as well, you uh, are classes in RBC Olympian. What's it like to work with RBC and be an Olympian representative with that organization? I mean, it's cool. RBC, I mean, they're the longest running Olympic sponsor. I think it's 1947 is when they, they started uh, sponsoring Team Canada. So to be around an organization like that is a cool feeling, but it's also great to have a, a company that is sponsoring you and paying you and helping you be uh, successful outside of just running in a straight line. So I, I'm very proud to, to be associated and affiliated and working for them. But at the same time, I know that even if track and field doesn't go well, they kind of always got my back in that professional setting. That's great. Yeah, it's definitely. And again, you know, world like today, it's always good to have those supporters to help push you or not even push you, just know that they're there for you, uh, no matter what this uh, situation is, uh, or what's happening around you, right? Uh -huh. Another thing off the track uh, we most recently saw was on TV, 
uh, with the Amazing Race Canada. You and your uh, race partner, Sarah Wells, uh, competed on uh, the Amazing Race Canada. Now, I will make sure not to screw it up with you because I did screw up with Sarah. <laughs> second. Uh, yeah. I accidentally said third with her, but where you guys play second. What? Yeah, we played I second. know. It, it was funny because I even said to her, I was like, I, I looked at it, I made sure, I was like, okay, I know they play second, but I watched the show. And then all of a sudden, I, I third came out of my mouth. I was like, no, 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 this, this was a mistake. But anyway, so you guys <laughs> came good. second. Um, what was that whole experience like for you to be able to race across Canada and go to places that you may have not been to before? Uh, you know, it was it was an amazing experience. And I mean, no pun intended. Uh, but it was unexpected. It was exhilarating. It was nerve-wracking. It was like a million emotions in one. You wake up and you don't know what your day is going to hold. So as, as track and field athletes or just athletes or people in general, we like to have control of just our lives. We like to know that, okay, we're going to have breakfast at this time. We're going to be you know, going to the park at this time. We're going to be meeting up with our friends. Every single uh, leg of the race is unpredictable. We went from uh, me doing like a, what was it like a Lion King voiceover, which I absolutely bombed at to jumping off of a bridge on one day to go into Northwest territory. So it's just like, it, it really stresses your, your, not only your emotions, but like physically, mentally in every way. And in the moment it was absolutely terrifying, but being able to reflect on it, it's like, I feel like I have this shell that's, that's now built. Like I feel like I'm a hardened person where it's, if something comes at me, I do not feel, I don't feel like there's any challenge I can't take on. Unless it's like a 5K. I don't want to do that. I'm not a... I'm not a <laughs> 5K is the one thing if you want to stop me. It's my trip tonight. Man, there is people I work with that do yeah. like full-up marathons. And I yeah. was like, man, how? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I hear about it. It's good for them to do it, but wow. I mean that. Nah, that's not... Yeah, I'm watching from inside my home on TV. Live stream. That's what I do. That's yeah. the closest I'm getting. <laughs> um how happy were you though with the amazing race in the sense that when you guys were in the northwest territories i believe it was and sarah had dived into those deep icy cold waters that it wasn't you having to do that um you know what i personally i'm not my my fear is not water and my fear is not cold so i i do i mean it's so easy when you're not the one who does it but i do feel i could have i do feel i could have done it um, but I am super proud of Sarah. I mean, to, to be able to conquer two of your fears at once and in the dark, it's like, is absolutely amazing. And, uh, I would say that, no, I mean, I, I do feel like I could have done that, but on the flip side, I mean, when we had to jump off of a bridge, she was able to do that with ease. And I was, I struggled and I still, to this day, could not look, you know, off the sea. I haven't even been up the CN tower in Toronto and I'm, I'm living here. So it's, yeah, it was it was definitely one of those things where I was like, okay, I definitely could have done it. But I think it was great that she was able to do it and it was chosen because now she's come off of that uh, competition show as being like stronger and, and reaching her goals and going after um, just like tough obstacles. Yeah. I, I do have to say, like watching you guys competing it, like you guys, <laughs> it, um, it was funny too, like the way they added the show in the sense that when it was coming down to the final race, um, you and then the uh, two partners that ended up, I, I'm blanking on their names now. Um, Anthony and James. Anthony and James, thank you. When they, uh, when you guys were like neck and neck, I was like, yo, who's going to win this? And then mm -hmm. I like, I was just trying to think in my mind, I was like, imagine what it's like for you guys. Cause it's all pre-recorded. 
that you guys hosted like a viewing party. Um, what it was like for you guys to be like, hey, we all know what's going to happen. <laughs> you do um the biggest thing is consistency like don't just jump into it and give up if you want to be successful at anything you got to give it a three four five six tries you got to really master the, the the core of that talent or the core of that sport before you really know so i would say yeah jump into to tons of different activities and sports but at the same time yeah push and 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 practice see if you can get better maybe your your progression line is like you're at like not minus 10 terrible but like after three weeks you could be that dude who's like you know at 60 percent of the 60th percentile or whatever it is and then you continuously move up on in the ranks cool well words of wisdom from the great sam fa thank you so much sir for joining us today yes uh, appreciate it and uh hopefully we get to see you compete in tokyo next year thank you fingers are crossed speaking into existence it's happening ryan said it so it's happening yeah, this yeah. is how it starts right here. That's how it starts. <laughs> just Day when one. you when you get there and, and you win big, just yeah. like remember the little people that got you the interviews, you know, and, and hit me up with another interview with the medal. Of course, you Ryan gets the exclusive. When I got my gold, I mean, I'll be in the studio right behind you. Put that gold medal up right beside us. Uh, that Chad Owens or who's that? Uh, yeah, you are right, sir. That's Chad right. Owens and Tony Fernandez. Yeah. Perfect. I'm right in the middle. Perfect. We got a spot. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk again soon. Awesome. Take it easy, Ryan. Thanks All right, for having see me. See ya. All right, bye.